Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some plays on totals. I'll make one pick, one pick only, on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and links to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, down a few units yesterday, not the start of the week, not the start to the week that we wanted. Did get a couple of those A winners. So all in all, could have been worse. Uh, we'll look to do better today. Before we get to that slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And of course, as one last reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolios, especially ones with reduced juice dime lines. That's minus 105 on each side for MLB games. With easy ears disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple of these that I recommend. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Covering more in-depth, nine games today 110 eastern first pitch game one of a doubleheader in oakland tigers at the a's Tariq scooball versus frankie montas weather wise it's going to be a chilly day out in oakland we're going to start off in the mid to low 50s close in the mid to high 50s so again that colder weather is much more conducive to an under play ball not going to fly as much wind will be blowing out though at about 10 miles an hour, so that probably balances that out. Of course, as you see there, if you're with us on YouTube on the screen, there are park factor of 94 for Oakland. It's definitely a pitcher's park, tons of foul ground, which allows pop flies to be, you know, in foul territory to be more likely to be outs instead of just foul balls. Um, park is pretty large dimension-wise as well. Some of those fences are tall. So definitely a pitcher's park there. Model says A's minus 109. So I'm seeing A's minus 105. So slight edge there on Oakland if you are interested. Personally, I, I think Montas is a better pitcher than Scooball. I think the Tigers offense is better than Oakland, but that's not really saying anything. Feels like a coin toss game for me. Oakland's at home. So if you wanted to lay a really short number like that with Oakland, I don't think that's a bad idea. Personally, instead, I'm going first five under three. It's plus 105 odds, and I'm giving that a B grade. The reason I'm going this route, I don't trust either offense, and I like both starting pitchers. Depending on, I have a couple different ways I look at starting pitchers, and depending on which way you look, Montas is somewhere between good and great. And I think that's pretty accurate. There's times when he looks just fantastic. There's times when he does look a little bit, you know, in that more second tier category of starting pitcher. Um but either way, he's he, again, we're, we're kind of picking nits, right, if he's good or great. Um, and Detroit's offense isn't good. Um, got an easy A winner yesterday on this one. Um, Scooball's a solid pitcher. The A's offense isn't very good. So I think under is the way to look in this one. I think what we're 
what, what my take should be on these totals is that in these situations, the total should be lower than they are. But then as we start seeing warmer weather and teams like the Reds who just keep playing over, we'll talk about them next. I feel like those totals should be getting higher and higher and some of these unders should be getting lower and lower. And there's just not enough spread between what the totals are. And I, and I totally understand regression to the mean, but I don't think that the weather conditions we've seen and the ball doing what the ball's you know doing, not flying out very well. I just don't think they're adjusting enough to some of these under spots. I think this game total should be six. It's six and a half. So I think under on the full game makes sense. I see a game playing out all like yesterday, but I just don't like six and a half personally. So I will go first five, under three plus odds. I understand we might push. That doesn't really bother me. Um, if we're thinking about long-term profitability, if you pay more to get wins, you have to also, and that means, you know, that means you also have to lose less, right? Because you're paying that price. So it's not like, it's not that I don't like to win. It's that I'd like to not lose more. And those aren't quite the same thing, right? When you're, when you're playing, you hear that a lot, right? If you're, if you're an athlete, you hear, you know, playing to win is different than playing not to lose. And in sports, I think you got to play to win, but in gambling, I think a lot of times it's play to not lose. Right. And that doesn't mean that you give up on the odds either. I mean, we're getting good odds here. And that's part of the point is that we know we're going to lose on total type plays like this, we know we're going to lose at minimum, you know, 40, 45, maybe upwards of 50% of the time. Even if we know what we're doing and we have good angles, we know we're going to lose a lot. So getting the better odds here protects us a little bit. And if we push, nothing happened. It's like we just move on. No big deal, right? So I'm not afraid to push here. And I'd rather go first five under three, risk the push, than go under six and a half for the game and then be 3-3 three, three in the 10th inning and know that we've lost. So that's the direction I'm going. But I still think full game under makes a lot of sense. I just think first five is better. To the night game, 640 Eastern, Brewers at the Reds. Switching ideas here from an extreme pitcher's park to an extreme hitter's park. Freddie Peralta versus Hunter Green. A warm night to start off in Cincinnati. We'll be in the low 80s and we'll close Still in the mid to low 70s. No real win to speak of. Model says Brewers minus 182. That offers no value on either side. This is a tough one to peg, really, because I don't know what to make of both pitchers. I talked about Hunter Green last time. Obviously, the potential's there. It hasn't happened really yet. I haven't been that impressed just yet. Um, obviously, we know he can go out there and have a fantastic start because we know the stuff is there. Uh, the Brewers, even though they lost yesterday, still put up some runs and got to Castillo, which is what we were hoping for. We just didn't expect Woodruff to fall apart like that and the Brewers' bullpen to fall apart like that. But this is what the Reds have been doing. I, I kind of mentioned this. I, I project the Reds to be, you know, league average, maybe a little bit below offensively, but they continue to score and they continue to give up runs. And so rather than try to figure out which of these two kind of Jekyll and Hyde type pitchers is going to show up tonight, I think we just have to back the over. It's worked for the in these Reds games, I've done it a few times. There's been a few times when I looked back and said, I wish I would have done it more. I think in these uh, this overstretch the Reds have had, it's it's something like 11 of 12 or 11 of 13 or something like that. Um, we've been on a team total under or a game, I mean, a team total over or a game over on or four or five of them, but we should have been on a lot more clearly. And I think that's the way to look today. I'm going with a B pick. Over eight is juiced at minus 125, so you might have to go over eight and a half depending on how many 
books you have, and depending on where this number goes as the day moves along. But I think over eight is a really solid play. I think over eight and a half is a really solid play. I think this total should be nine. And at nine, I still play the over because we have that push protection. But at nine, at least, it makes me think and it makes me a little bit more hesitant um, than a number like eight or eight and a half would. Both of these pitchers, we could easily see a repeat of last night where both pitchers just don't look sharp. Both pitchers give up three, four runs. And I, I guarantee you both pitchers give up three or four runs with the way the Reds' bullpen looks. Even if both just give up three with the way the Reds' bullpen looks, it won't finish four to three. It won't finish five to three. Um, and so I think over is the smart play here. Um, I think that's the way the Reds have been playing. And for the most part, the way the Brewers have been playing too. I think that's the way to look on that one. Not an A pick for me. I debated an A play. This is a B-plus play. Uh, this was one of the two that I really almost got to, and I just couldn't quite get there, simply because there is the off chance that both of these pitchers being inconsistent, if both of them show up and pitch well, that over is going to be a tougher ask, and we're going to really have to get into that Reds bullpen. So it, it's just one I just – I'm a little leery of that – just couldn't quite get to an A pick, but I do like this over eight a lot. Seven to five Eastern first pitch. We have Blue Jays at the Yankees. Kikuchi versus Severino. It'll be another chilly night in New York. A uh, little in the low 60s, upper 50s to close. Winds blowing in 10 to 15 miles an hour from left field. Definitely under weather there. Model says Yankees minus 155. And that's the way I would look here. I just don't like Kikuchi. I've talked about this before. I don't think he's um, the pitcher he used to be. I really debated on this one game under. The number is seven. I think game under makes a lot of sense. I've mentioned it before with these two teams. I swear every time these two teams play, you know, four out of the five matchups, five out of the six, you know, type are playoff type games where they're low scoring it's two to two late, and that just sets us up for the under. And so it's I know that both these teams have great offenses, but the Blue Jays were an under team last year. Um, it may surprise you, but that's just what the facts are. The Yankees have been kind of an under team for the most part this year. Uh, we've gotten Yankees under you know, three games in a row. And so part of that's weather. Uh, you know, when, when it warms up in the summer in New York and those Yankees bats get going – I'm going to flip on that. We're, we're going to ride their overs, you know, but for right now, um, I just, I like under with, with both of these teams and with this matchup, the way they tend to play each other, the way the managers handle the bullpens against each other, you know, it always has that playoff feel. Almost went game under seven. I decided to flip instead and go team total here. I went Blue Jays under three and a half and it's minus 140. So a lot of juice there. So you may have better odds and go under three. That's fine as well b pick for me on this one this is the other one that i mentioned really a, a, a b to an a, a b plus type pick just couldn't quite get there with an a grade just because there's always the these offenses are just good and so it's just a little bit of hesitancy with regards to that and then the other factor is as the game moves along, the winds might shift a little bit to more across than more in. So just depending on exactly what that wind does, it may not give us quite the boost we're hoping for. Part of the reason the Yankees have been such an under team has been they're playing in under weather. It's chilly and the wind's blowing in, right? So 
I think under is the way to look, almost an A grade. I don't love these odds on this team total. So, yeah, whether it's game total under seven or Blue Jays team total under, I think either one makes a lot of sense. My official pick there on the board, Blue Jays team total under three and a half, is a B grade, but it's definitely almost an A. 7.40 Eastern, first pitch, Astros at the Twins. Justin Verlander versus our boy Joe Ryan. Weather-wise, will be pretty nice in Minnesota, especially for May. Mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. No real wind to speak of. If it does gust up a little bit, it'll be mostly across, maybe a little bit in. Probably not going to help us a ton with an under. Model says Astros minus 111, so Twins plus 124 would offer some value. I like that the model's coming around on just how good Joe Ryan is. And a total of six and a half. I really thought about full game under here, but it's kind of like I mentioned earlier with Oakland. Total of six and a half, I just don't like. I think it's the right play. I think this is going to be a real low-scoring game with these two pitchers. Uh, two pitchers that I, I absolutely trust. The Twins' offense isn't great either. So I think full game under makes a lot of sense. I just don't like six and a half. I'm going to go first five. It's a similar story as we talked about earlier. The number's under three, and it's plus 105. I'm giving this an A grade, though. I like this one a little bit more than I like Detroit and Oakland just because I think the starting pitchers are better in this game relative to the offenses more so than that afternoon game. So what I mean by that is I think Verlander and Joe Ryan are better than Montas and Scooball by a larger degree than the offensive uptick from Detroit and Oakland is to Houston and Minnesota. So that's how I differentiated between an A and a B there. Um, but again, I like – both of them. It's just this one to me just got that little bit extra of a of a boost. I see both of these starting pitchers cruising for a bit. And I still think full game under makes a lot of sense. I just want to get my money and get out of here in case we end up in extra innings. Um, I just again I just don't like playing under six and a half if I can avoid it. 805 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Rangers. Brad Keller versus Martin Perez. In the dome here in Arlington, or if the roof is open, should be a pleasant night that shouldn't affect the way the game plays too much. Model says Rangers minus 127. The number I'm seeing right now is Rangers minus 128. I don't think that's a bad way to look. This Royals team, I feel like they've given up. Yesterday, just a heartbreaking loss in the first five. Uh, the Royals left Carlos Hernandez out there in that fifth inning, just hung him out to dry. I mean, brutal decision-making. They let him face the entire lineup, gives up hits back-to-back to 8-9 -back to hole, lets him keep pitching, gives up more hits, hits a batter. And they hit a batter, and they left him. They hit, they hit a batter, and I think we still had the push on the first five under four. Hits a batter to load the bases at 3-1. to one. He's already given up three runs in the inning, loaded the bases, just hit a batter, and like, no, let him keep throwing. I, you know, it, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what's in people's heads, but – Man, it, feel, it feels like the Royals just gave up yesterday. It felt like the Royals were playing in September in the let's see if we can get this guy to work out of the gym because that's a skill and they got to learn that. And I, I, I totally, you know, good teams let that happen in AAA, right? They don't do that at the big league level. But you, you do have to let guys figure out how to work out of a jam. But 
that's the sort of thing that you do in August and September when the season's over, not in May. And that, I, you know, I think just blind fading the Royals kind of makes a lot of sense here, especially with a short number and a, and a solid pitcher in Martin Perez. I've talked about the Royals' bats are just brutal. Royals, I mean, Rangers minus 128, I think makes a lot of sense. Instead, I'm going to go full game under. I'm going to go under eight with a B pick. I think we have a little bit more protection on this because the fact that we push on the number eight. So I think this one loses less often. And so I'm going to play that direction. Uh, as I mentioned, the Royals bats are awful. Uh, the new park here in Arlington favors pitchers more than hitters. Uh, both pitchers are respectable. And so I think under eight's the best play in this one. I'm giving it a B grade, but I like the Rangers as well. 810 Eastern first pitch guardians at the White Sox. In a game yesterday that, my goodness, the White Sox were cruising, had a six-run lead in the eighth or the ninth or something like that, and then just completely falls apart, gives up a grand slam with two outs in the ninth to tie it. And then I think that same guy hits a three-run home run in extras, and the Guardians put up you know, 72 runs last night is what it feels like in the uh, last couple of innings of that one. Cal Contrell versus Lucas Giolito today. Two pitchers that I like a lot. Weather-wise, we're going to start off relatively warm, 82 degrees. Close in the mid-70s. A little bit of a chance of rain as the game goes on. So it's obviously something to keep an eye on there. Model says White Sox minus 159, so would say the Guardians might have a little bit of value. I'm not going that direction. I don't want to fade Lucas Giolito unless I'm getting great value, and I don't think this spot offers great value. Instead, I'm going to go to the fact that I think Gilito is a great pitcher. I really like Cal Quantrill. I think he's undervalued. Both these offenses can struggle. I'm going to go first five under three and a half. It's even money, which I like. And I'm giving this a B grade. I don't know what's going on with these bullpens and what the heck happened at the end of that game yesterday, but I want no part of if there's a repeat tonight. Um, Hendricks is a solid closer. But he's been used a lot. I think last week, towards the end of the week, he was used in five of six days, which was five games in a row. And they were already early this week, and he was used again. So, I mean, he's pitched a ton. At some point, you just got to – at some point, if they keep throwing him, he's going to keep giving up runs because the arm can't handle that. Or at some point, they're just going to have to say he's unavailable, right? And that makes their bullpen a little bit weaker. I, I think this is a good underspot, but I don't want to be invested full game – especially after what I saw last night. So I'll go first five under here, three and a half, even money. B pick for me, one I like, but with the warmer weather, not one I love, especially because wind-wise, it's going to be in by the end of the game, but early on it might be more across. And so it's one of those things where I, I can't, I don't want to be over-invested in a situation where if the wind isn't really blowing in and it's in the 80s, the ball might carry a little bit more couple swings of the bat and all of a sudden we've lost this one so not an a grade for me on this one the weather doesn't line up for it but i still think under is the way to look i'll go first five under three and a half even money comes to the padres 940 eastern first pitch just an awful showing by the padres yesterday every time i start to come around to the padres they do that to me so i i don't really know what to make of that i think on the whole i still think they're a really good team but last night was really disappointing against the cubs team um, against a pitcher in uh, Kyle Hendricks who had a double-digit road ERA for the season last night coming into the night and has 
had that same sort of issue, not to that extreme, of course, uh, last year, um, traveling after the Sunday night game and just laid an egg, you know, the Padres. That was, that was a really frustrating and disappointing showing from them. I expect better things tonight. Wade Miley gets the ball for the Cubs. Mike Clevenger for the Padres. I project Clevenger to pitch pretty well. He looked pretty good uh, last start out. Struggled a little bit at the end, which is to be expected. Um, but as he continues to get more starts under his belt, I expect good things from him. Wade Miley, very respectable pitcher. I still think below average, but a guy who's not going to get destroyed too often. is going to go out there and need some innings. Not a salt, not, not a bad pitcher. Um, but I do think Clevenger is the better pitcher. Model agrees with that. It says Padres minus 199. So I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to go Padres minus 151, and I'm going to give this an A grade. I think the Padres bounce back after last night. I think they've got the better pitcher, the better offense. And I think bullpens are probably about a wash. Hopefully it shouldn't matter. The Padres should be ahead um, early in this one. They should be able to get a couple off of Miley, and they should be able to hold that lead the whole game. I love the Padres here. Minus 151 is my A play. Total-wise, total 7.5. You know, you could default to under on this one. I don't think that's a bad idea, especially depending on exactly how you feel about Wade Miley. Again, I think he's probably a little bit below average. So if you think he's better than that, take the game under. I think makes a lot of sense. Or the first five and get out of dodge. That way you don't have to worry about who pitches in the bullpen can make sense too. But I love the Padres here at minus 151. Marlins at the Diamondbacks. Jesus Lazardo versus Madison Bumgarner. Uh, two pitchers here I definitely like. Two pitchers here that the people and the models, I think everybody's underrating uh, given the changes that they have made. Um, total on this one's eight. Under eight at plus 105. A grade for me. This total makes absolutely zero sense um bumgarner's that type of guy who after getting tossed the last game after the first inning i feel like he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and go like vintage seven innings no runs type ball like that seems like the type of guy he is you know most major league pitchers i don't think operate that way most professional athletes don't i think most professional athletes you know are just they have a composure that i think the rest of us you know mere mortals don't have right they they have seen the adversity they've always been good they just their lives are just different than you know, most of us and most of them, I think, can really reset and put things behind them because they had to, because that's what they've learned and done their whole life. But Bumgarner just seems like that type of guy who's like, <laughs> just has that fire in him. You know, we've, we've seen him uh, do that sort of thing in the playoffs, right? So, I mean, I, I really like, I've liked Bumgarner a lot. Uh, I think he, uh, you know, I, I love his velocities back up. I love him pairing up with a great pitching coach like Strom. Uh, expect great things from him this season. I've been impressed so far. I think he continues that. Lazardo changing up basically about everything he pitches coming over from Oakland has been fantastic this year. This number is way too high. This number should be six and a half. I don't understand it whatsoever. Um, Model says this is a coin toss game and the Diamondbacks are plus 123. I think the Diamondbacks make a lot of sense here as well. My hesitation playing the Diamondbacks is just that I don't do any manual overrides to the model and I don't know how to tell it that I've done human, I've done normal traditional research and I've seen the changes that Lozardo's made. I don't know how to tell it that 
without I, I can I can manually override it, but that's not sound statistical practices. So I don't like I like for instance I project Lazardo at a four point one nine ERA for the rest of the season. I, I would be shocked if he had a a, a four ERA this season. I I just don't see how that happens given what I've seen from him. We knew we know he has the pedigree and his struggles. I think are solved. Um, but I don't know how to tell the model that. And if I start telling the model, just, Hey, only react to the last couple of things that you're seeing, it's just going to bounce all over the place. And that's not good for long-term projections. It's only these one-off cases. And so my only hesitation with playing the Diamondbacks at plus 123 is the model doesn't really know how to handle these one-off things. Lazardo is one of them. So I don't really want to fade Lazardo. Uh, I also don't want to fade Bumgarner. So like I said, two pitchers I really love, but two pitchers that I want to back. Um, I mentioned yesterday the Diamondbacks might be decent. They got us the win yesterday. So if you like the plus odds, I don't think it's a bad play. But personally, I'm just not fading Lazardo. I'm going under. You can go first five under as well. Um, full game under. It doesn't really matter. I'll take the full game under here just because I don't project either offense to be anything great. Both bullpens are solid. And so I think I'd rather just have the full nine. And that way... Uh, you know, yesterday I think it was kind of like three, three or so after five and then one run to score the rest of the game. So we may see something like that too. Here, you just never know. Right. So the first five, it can, the first five giveth and the first five taketh away. Right. And so I think that's a solid way to look, but I just, I'd rather have the full game here. I'm not really worried about either bullpen. Um, I think whichever way you look, it's gotta be some form of an under with these two pitchers under eight plus one Oh five, a pick for me there. 940 Easter first pitch Phillies at the Mariners. Aaron Nola versus Robbie Ray. Model says Mariners minus 106. And so would say there's value in the Mariners plus 111. I don't know what's going on with the Mariners lately. I feel like all of their good luck from last year has just come crashing down in like three of the last five games or something. It's been surprising. Um, the ball's really kind of been flying out of that park. So it's a little bit concerning here, but I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under seven. It's minus 120. I'm giving this a B grade. I really like both these pitchers. I don't want under six and a half. I don't want under first five under because these two pitchers are ones that can definitely give us length. And if both of these guys go seven, it shortens it to where we probably only see the better bullpen guys, which makes the full game under more attractive. So I like the full game under seven, only a B pick though. And not and normally I would give, you know, a week ago, I would have given this an A pick. The Phillies offense mostly isn't good at this point. Um, I don't think the Mariners offense is anything great, but the last week or so seeing the games the Mariners have been playing and the way the ball is flying out there, I got to downgrade this to a B just because I'm still on the under, but it's like I'm a little bit hesitant given just given what's happening. I don't know. I don't know if Major League Baseball is changing the balls. I don't know if it's something with the humidor that they're storing them in. I, and it's surprising because a lot of nights there I've, that I've turned it on, it's, it's a chilly night and the roof's open. People are wearing sleeves. I don't know what the exact temperature is, but it's not – warm for sure it's never warm in the night at night in seattle anyway right um ball's just flying out so i don't know what's going on there so i can't give it an a grade but pitcher and offense wise this sets up to be an under so i'll go full game under seven at minus 120 b pick 
I don't like six and a half. If you're only looking at six and a halves, then that's when I start looking first five. But like I said, I think full game offers the more value because of the length I think the starters are going to give us. That'll take us to extra innings, some rapid fire stuff right here. I have a few C picks. I'll take the Dodgers on the run line with a C pick. I don't know what to make of that game. I assume the Dodgers will do better than they did yesterday. We talked about that slumming that travel spot. Um, odds are really high on that one. So I'll take Dodgers run line, only a C pick. Nothing really jumps out at me there. Red Sox and Braves, I'll back Kyle Wright, C pick on the Braves at minus 132. Uh, Red Sox offense is just really surprisingly bad. I, I, I don't think they're going to you know, be a top five offense. I don't project them to be a top five offense, but I project them to be better than they've been. So back the Braves at a short number, just a C pick there on Kyle Wright. I race at the Angels, I'll go first five under, four and a half. That's a C pick. A chilly night again in Anaheim, so I think under is the way to look. But last night, you know, runs happened like crazy. And kind of like I said, what my fear was, you know, Otani hit two home runs, Trout hits a home run. And that's why I said that the problem with the Angels is they have three really good hitters right now. And if you can get those guys out, the Angels don't score. But if those guys are hitting home runs, especially people on base, under's real tough to hit. So I'll go first five under four and a half in that one because it's a chilly night. Both pitchers are okay, uh, but not one I love. So just a lean for me on that one. Um, there's game two of the Angel of the Athletics Tigers that has no line yet. The Mets and the Nationals. The Mets have not confirmed Tyler McGill yet. That's who I'm thinking they're going to use. So I have a um, a number on that one on my sheets, but we'll wait for that's confirmed and see what number the sports book gives. And then the Cardinals have not confirmed a starting pitcher for their game. So I'll update Twitter on those when we know more later in the day. So my Apex Astros and Twins first five under three at plus 105. Cubs at the Padres, Padres minus 105, and then Marlins at the Diamondbacks full game under eight at plus 105. And I'll give you a couple bonus hockey picks tonight. We're two and one here on the hockey plays in those Stars games. Uh, got another under last night. Tonight I'll take the Wild at minus one forty and the Maple Leafs at minus one twenty five. Both of these series are tied two to two. I'll take the home teams in both. I think the Wild should be much bigger favorites than minus one forty. And then in that Toronto-Tampa series, one that's been good in that it's split, but neither game has been close. I'm not saying that tonight will be close, but at some point you have to assume these teams might play a close game. Uh, I think the Leafs at home should be a little bit bigger favorites so minus 125. Um, the Leafs do this thing, and it's not just like 30 years ago. I think what happened 30 years ago is mostly irrelevant. But even the last couple of years, last several years, the Leafs have done this thing where if the series is, if they're down, they play well. And if they're up, they play awful. And if they're tied, they tend to play okay. I think at home, I think the Leafs get it done at minus 125. But I, I tell you this much, if the Leafs do win tonight, given what I've seen, they probably would lay an egg in Tampa in game six. So it should be a couple of fun hockey games there. I'll give both of those a B grade and see if we can get another couple of hockey winners. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link. If you've lost it there, it's on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. 
I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.